0: You know, society's idea of hypermasculine, and you could have a man that is a little more on the feminine side, but that can also be classified as masculinity, who's to say that's not masculinity? Who's to say that there can be a balance or different colors of what masculinity is?
1: You are listening to Out of Line with Caroline Lee, exploring offline realities with online personalities. I.G. Okafor is the editor and founder of IGOKafour.com, a lifestyle blog about menswear and culture. I.G. was born and raised in Nigeria and moved to Virginia as a teenager. In 2013, he relocated to New York City to study business and marketing at St. John's University and still calls NYC his home. We hopped on a Skype call to chat about modern masculinity.
0: IG, IG, I should have said that from the beginning, yeah. IG. It's Igwadima Okafor. I know. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much, Nigerian. Okay, cool. Were you born in Nigeria? I was born and raised there. I was there for about 13 years, and I moved to the United States when I was turning 15. Yeah. I think generally I was excited to come here, but my siblings and I didn't realize we were moving here. My parents did not tell us we were moving here. We were supposed to come on vacation. And it was like, automatically they just decided that they wanted to stay here so we didn't get a chance to say goodbye to our friends or you know have our last hangouts and things like that uh so obviously from that get-go that was a little frustrating and a little sad but you know adjusting to life here we you know lived in virginia i finished high school in virginia so it was pretty easy to sort of adapt to the culture you know meet new people learn new mannerisms, and excel in a way that I had never really been given the opportunity to before. So it was a wonderful experience. I would not take back any of it. Yeah, I would say that growing up was, you know, quite similar to the way things were in Nigeria with, you know, the culture of music and interests with, you know, sports and theater and whatever it was that you were into. I, I think that we... I guess, like, the children or kids were cut from the same thread, just, you know, I guess, different experiences with different platforms. Oh, I mean, are you saying with the Nigerian entertainment industry there as well? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's not as celebrated as it is here, but that definitely existed in Nigeria. Also, where I lived, I grew up in the city in Nigeria, so we were all pretty knowledgeable about what was going on here with you know the Beyonce's and the Britney Spears and the award shows and everything. Uh, yeah, everyone was pretty knowledgeable, so adapting to that here was not that difficult. If anything, sometimes I've found that... More Nigerians knew more about what was going on in pop culture than some of the, you know, students I was going to school with in Virginia. Very funny.
2: It's iconic, it's fabulous. <laughs> I just <laughs> right all, right. right.
0: Right. Right, I don't. It's with everything, right? It's like, especially with the entertainment fashion industry where we glamorize the job so much. Or I shouldn't say maybe we glamorize the job so much. It's just what the media chooses to show, right? And chooses to highlight. Uh, and people don't realize that at the end of the day, these people have jobs and what they're doing is just. Wake up in the morning, showing up for work, and, you know, somehow they get to be popular and they fall into this lifestyle that seems everlasting. They don't realize it's about 2% of what they have to do, you know, to be able to put food on their table. So it's interesting, but pop culture, celebrity, it's still very, I'm still very infatuated by it. I enjoy it. I enjoy the entertainment. I don't keep up with it as much as I did when I was younger, funny enough, but you know it's going, and we love it for a reason. I have, I haven't been back since I left, but my grandma, my mom, my mom's mom is still there, and my grandfather and my mother's dad is still there. Uh, yes, and those are the only family members that I have in. Nigeria and that was a conscious choice on their part to want to be there so yeah yeah and i haven't visited because i just i guess nothing has you know taken me there yet <laughs> i mean a lot of a lot of the people that i went to school with do even though they are all over the world now They do go back and they visit and they say that it's changed so much, but they don't live there. And when everyone goes back, I'm usually not free or able to at that time. So if I was visiting, I mean, I'd have to do things on my own. And obviously I would see my grandma and my grandfather, but with every other thing, with having people to show me around and all that, I'm not sure that it'd be that feasible. So... I guess when the time is right, I will go back. Yeah, yeah. I am in New York. Currently, I'm in Virginia. I came to visit my parents for the weekend. So I will be back there on Tuesday. I live there, yeah.
2: Thank you. Oh. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, love it.
0: Uh, Oh, my gosh. I feel like recently I've done an okay job of uh, giving people a look into who I am past the creative direction and the production and photographs and, you know, the brand work. Uh, I really love to dance anywhere, everywhere. I grew up uh, in musical theater, so I was acting, singing, dancing, and I thought that that was going to be What I did in my future. And turns out that did not happen. (laughs) Uh, So, but I, yet, yet. And I still have a large, you know, interest in wanting to accomplish that showman that I grew up being. Uh, I was on the STEP team in my high school. I also was a cheerleader. And I, I'm so serious. My senior year of high school, I to varsity. And my, it's like, oh God, do I remember anything? Uh, oh my God, I don't remember anything. It's like, I really have to think about it. Let's see. Uh, uh, oh my God. Uh, if I remember, I will bring it back up, but I don't remember, oh my gosh. Wow, eight years ago. You would think that I would remember. But if you search YouTube, you could probably find them. Uh, So I did, yeah, I cheerleaded. I was in theater, and I was on my school's step team, and I was a dance captain of my own dance crew. Yeah, so is that surprising. I feel like people expect me to just sort of be that person. But, you know, when I go out, I'm very social. I like to be... I shouldn't say I like to be the life of the party, but I like that people like to gravitate towards me when we go out. (laughs) That's nice. uh, Because I just authentically love to have a good time. And, you know, I guess what would surprise most people about me would be that maybe on social. I feel like I tend to come off unapproachable or this larger-than-life figure, but... I mean, at least from the people that I've been able to interact with, I just, I believe that I'm very far from that. Like I'm someone who could meet you for the first time, you know, I will sit down with you and we could talk for about four hours and we could talk about anything, like anything. I talk so much. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I talk so much. I could keep someone for four hours. And also, I just, I honestly, I just love people. I remember one time in New York City, I was walking back to my apartment and this guy stops me because he recognized me from social media. And he saw that I'd worked with a certain brand and he asked me if I could possibly get him a job with that brand. (laughs) And guess what I did? I said, send me your resume, I will send it to the brand. And he did. And he got the job two weeks later. This was a random guy on the street. I'm not kidding. So and so, it's just one of those things where it's like, if you see someone, if you see something, do what comes to you naturally. Follow your instinct and anything could happen. Just take your chances. And he did. Like, I'm that kind of person. I authentically just love to help people and, you know, see the best thing that could possibly come out of that. So, you know, I guess things like that. Oh, thank you. (laughs)
2: right (laughs) right
0: yeah exactly I had to look through the resume first Otherwise, I was not sending that out. (laughs) Oh, thanks. I try. Right. Also, the fact that he just went out of his way to Ivan. Like, if I met someone for the first time, that's not something that I would bring up even though I probably wanted to, but the fact that he went for it was really impressive. And it's the kind of living your best life that I preach on my social every now and then. And I really appreciated that and I decided to give it a go. So I'm glad it worked out for him. Hopefully he's still there.
2: Exactly, <laughs> right. Same, same, right.
0: No. And I love that our generation, I feel like, is more aware of that than any other generation has sort of been. Uh, It's really inspiring, and I hope to continue to keep that message in everything that I do. Yes.
2: Right. By us. So inspiring.
0: I think we're doing a great job, right? Right. so much heart honestly honestly it's so impressive and it's so inspiring and you know we can do things like that to continue to inspire more of the world to be like that i'm you know happy to live in this time you know it's like being a millennial gets a bad rap and i don't understand why i feel like we might be the most forward-thinking generation that has ever existed right right
2: True. <laughs> right. <laughs> it is. Me too. Right. <laughs> right right.
0: <laughs> That's my thing. If you're not doing anything to make the situation better and you're still complaining, then get out of here with that. You know what I mean? And don't complain. You know what I mean? It's like when bloggers complain about, you know, new bloggers that are coming up and they're like oh you know they don't know much and blah 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 like they're not authentic and they're copying it's like well what are you doing to teach them how to be original and be more authentic oh nothing then don't say anything you know what i mean it's like if you're not aiding to make the situation better then how about we not say a thing <laughs> I'm like, put that on a movie title. How about we not say a thing? <laughs> you um, right. That's so good. So, um,
3: I know there are all kinds of secret societies and supper clubs in New York City. Um, are you any are you a
0: part of any of those supper clubs? Uh, no social clubs. I don't I'm not a part of any social clubs, but I am a part of the GQ Insider Community, which is a group of bloggers that they put together to work together, meet each other, host events, and bring people who wouldn't necessarily be together, uh, together. And I think that it's been, I've been with the community for almost maybe Three years, two to three years. And we don't see each other all the time, but when we see each other, it's a really, really beautiful thing, you know, Uh, because everyone is from all over the world. Everyone is in, you know, different industries, accomplishing what it is that they want to accomplish. And I think that from that community, I've been able to make some of the most authentic friends. And... Most of the friends that I've made have been older. I think that generally I just, am better friends with older people because I feel like I have a lot to learn from them because these are the people who are, you know, creating businesses. These are the people who have worked forever in their business, businesses. These are the people who have had so much life experience. And, you know, for me, still growing up in this industry and learning as much as I possibly can learn to get where these people are one day, Uh, It's been pretty great and it's been pretty enlightening. Uh, And I think that's where GQ really excels, bringing people from different backgrounds in a variety of uh, from a variety of jobs together. And what better way to learn than from people who have who come from different places and who do different things, right? So that would be the closest I think I've ever gotten to your question. I think that they've really uh, not forced us, but they've really provided an opportunity for us to get to know each other, get to broaden our perspectives. And for that, I am grateful. And it's different because, you know, they put all of us together, which is women and, you know, men, but growing up, I've never really had a bunch of guy friends. I just did not grow up that way. Most of my friends were girls and women, and I never really was a part of that, you know, like men squad. I never had a group of guys who I could call my friends or hang out with and, you know, share my perspectives with. At any time. So GQ providing that opportunity for me to just sort of go back in time and feel like a man's man is pretty cool. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> you right. Really?
2: Oh right authentic right right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man squad.
0: Uh, I think it's all of the above. It's me changing and evolving, and it's the culture changing and evolving. You know, I think thanks to social media and, you know, thanks to this generation that is not coming forth with such, uh, you know, brave uh, sense of living, uh, more men are now in tune with themselves and are just now in tune with... Being a person versus being what society has always wanted you to be. For example, growing up in Nigeria, or even you know my dad's generation grew up being, growing up in Nigeria, you could hang out with your guy friends, but all you would talk about would be you know sports or your wives or you know your jobs and you know how you were making money or you're traveling with your family. It's such manly things. And nowadays, I think that people have guy friends just. So they can really have authentic people that they can be around to share every part of them. So in that way, I think that culture is evolving. Whereas like when my dad was growing up, it was just said that you had to be a certain way. I remember we were having a conversation and I think one of my cousins was crying about something, my male cousins. And my dad was saying that, oh, he shouldn't cry because he's a man, like he's not allowed to cry. And I'm like, okay, so you still have that mentality, but in today's world, it's like, no, you can't cry because you're human. And it just, it's instinctive for you to cry. If your body allows you to cry, you should be able to cry. If that's what you feel you should do without anyone judging you, you know, uh, what else? And then for me evolving, I mean, growing up, I was just always open to being friends with everyone. I was open to, you know, interacting with everyone, because as a person, I just feel like that would enable me to grow in a better way and in a faster way. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess it's evolved. Just my interest from when I was younger to what it is now has evolved. And for that reason, I think I'm able to get along better with, you know, the men in my life. So a bit of both.
2: Right. Right.
0: Cry I love crying You know It's really great No, but I like cry to music Or movies (laughs) Like, yeah It's like (laughs) It's just just, it's, It's so funny Because in real life I will not it's hard for me to cry, but, you know, I see a movie that, you know, touches some part of my life I feel was very nostalgic or something, I will start crying. Like, if I'm on an airplane and a certain song comes on that prompts me to cry, I will cry. It's just, it's very funny with, you know, I cry for art, and then in real life it's like I'm pretty tough, so...
2: yeah right Right.
0: Right. (laughs) Hopefully we are, you know, making changes to that. I'd like to think that we are, you know.
2: Right.
0: Where a man is put in a situation where he can be himself because of the idea of what masculinity is supposed to be in today's society. If you are a man and someone is telling you that you can't do certain things, even though these certain things come instinctive to you, uh, that is toxic masculinity. If you are falling into that category or falling into that idea of what a man should be, because at the end of the day, all this is based on someone's, like one person's idea of what a man should be. And somehow, a bunch of people have decided to agree with this and push it upon, you know, generations that have been here. Uh... But who's to say that they know what masculinity is? You know, every man is different. You could have a man that is, you know, society's idea of hypermasculine, And you could have a man that is a little more on the feminine side, but that can also be classified as masculinity. Who's to say that's not masculinity? Who's to say that there can be a balance or different colors of what masculinity is? Uh, so in my um, opinion, I think that toxic masculinity is when... You know, men fall into the idea of what they perceive to be masculinity as defined in today's age. What do you think? Right. It's very sad. yeah, yeah, very sad. Where do I learn? I think that I've just, from growing up and from talking to people and just going through my own life experiences and obviously seeing, you know, public, certain public figures just be themselves when they do interviews or when, you know, they have whatever it is that they are representing, just seeing the different kinds of people or the different kinds of males that are in the world that has... Really helped me with defining what masculinity is for me. It's just not one thing, it can be a variety of things, and I can be okay with that. You know, uh, just my experiences is why well I've really helped in that, and just being comfortable with myself has really helped in that regard. And I guess thankfully, just being given the opportunity to sort of travel, meet different kinds of people, and not be scared to just have that conversation or opinion and about what society has already put in us, that has really helped too.
2: Honestly, yeah. Thank God for that.
0: Uh, from the way we know it, I mean, I don't know I feel like uh hmm. I don't really, I guess in Nigeria, it's just still sort of been the same as it's been, you know, 14 years ago, 20 years ago, it's like, you know, men have this duty to provide for the family and the women don't have to work. They just have to stay home and take care of the kids. And, you know, that's all they do, uh, that, Is still very surprising to me. The fact that in some parts of the country that is still happening and that is still accepted, you know, and I'm sure it's just not Nigeria. I'm sure there are other countries that, you know, believe in the same thing. And sure, it can be a part of the culture, but I think it's even more upsetting that you know, if people feel otherwise, these people that are in that case, if they feel otherwise, they can't really say anything or fight against it because they are so consumed in what the culture so thinks of them, you know? Like that is, I'm not really a fan of that, of, you know, not moving forward and still thinking in the same way we've been thinking for the past four years or not allowing people to sort of be their authentic selves. You know, even with the thing with, uh, you know, getting married at a certain age, or if you're not married at a certain age, you have to do certain things. And it's like, come on, like, we are still forcing people to get married, you know, um, like things like that. It's like, I'm not, I do not rock with this. I'm not a fan of this. People should not be forced into things that they do not want to be forced into, you know? So just think that that still happens is a huge disappointment. And I hope that we can change that in the near future.
2: Ooh. (laughs) Right Perspective, right hmm Right. 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 human right 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 cheers to that
0: Oh, thank you. I'm glad you think
2: so. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so let's say someone... Um,
3: Man or a woman is is listening. Let's say anyone is listening. Not you don't have to right. say gender, gender specifics. Um, but let's say someone's listening and they're like, I just don't even know how to start to find my groove and my style and and to kind of like where do I begin? How do I how do I evolve? Um, in that kind of way of expressing yourself? Do you do you have
0: on how to express yourself. Yeah, just even for like how to start. Let's say specifically when it comes to fashion. Um, right. How do you find your How do you find your angle, you know? Right. Oh yes, you play. That's what it is. You play and play until you find what you're most gravitated towards. I think with uh, menswear and fashion in general, thankfully I started at a very young age in, you know, high school, and I got the chance to experiment with everything before social media sort of peaked. <laughs> Uh, so thank god no one is able to pull those photos from Hot Topic and Aeropostale Apostle and Hollister it's like i had that whole phase uh, i experimented with everything i dressed in everything that i could possibly dress in i was preppy i was edgy i was urban you know i wore baggy jeans hoodies to skinny jeans you know white sneakers to you know suits and bow ties and i just Found that I felt more confident and more in tune with myself when I was wearing anything from suiting to sweaters or any of the things that I wear now. So, slowly but surely, I started to piece all that together and it just sort of, you know, came into the style that stuck. But also, I am very in tune with fashion and, you know, how it's been able to arc since I've been a kid. I'm very infatuated with the visual aspect of it, which is the color palettes and the construction and all of that. And with all of that inspiration, I try to put into my style. I'm very inspired by the style in the 50s, 60s, 70s, uh, 80s. I'm very inspired by old Hollywood. I'm very inspired by you know, celebrity culture, movies, and music, and with, you know, all of the artists that seem to be in tune with the way I think and what I'm gravitated towards, I do my best to take inspiration from them. And I have come to what I've come to now. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's very funny. It's like, I think of myself as a character You know, even though all of it is authentically me, like I do wear suits every day and, you know, I like what I like. It's just when I try to, not when I try, when I do produce my shoots and all of that, I try to keep it within all of what I'm inspired by or what, you know, I would gravitate towards when I'm sad or if I wanted to feel like a kid again. Like I'd watch Sound of Music or Breakfast at Tiffany's and, you know, all of those things. And, you know, with that in mind, I bring it together in my mind i was a movie star in the past (laughs) like before i reincarnated like so it's just i see myself as this character and i do my best to live out everything this character could possibly be
2: right Right, right, exactly. (laughs) My past life.
0: It's 90%. Yeah, 90%. I am forever in suits. I, you know, every bit of what you see is authentically me. It's what I like. Uh, um, I think maybe people might think that I'm a little more... Uh, what is the word? I'm a little more bourgeois than I actually am. And that is not... <laughs> true. Like, obviously, there's a little bit of that. uh, But no, it's not. I think that 90% of what you see online is authentically me. And I think that the other 10% is just what i don't show online which is me when i go out and how i interact with people and i like to have a drink every now and then and you know i'm a bit of a homebody and sometimes i just like to stay home i have my pajamas that i like to wear and not do anything uh you know i work with people i can be a little bossy you know (laughs) Um, i'm a bit of a control freak i'm very ocd about everything so. Yeah, I would beat the other 10%. It's just, I guess there's no way to show it online, so I don't. But I think that all of what you see on social is authentically me, 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm a Gemini. It's crazy. Right. 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 Oh, my God. Even though sometimes it can be crazy, which gives me the worst anxiety, you know, but we make it work.
2: Right.
0: At, not even, not at all. I don't even do that. It's so funny because I look at social media as a platform to express my, I don't want to say art, It's sounds so cliche, but express my creativity, you know, and that's all I see it for whenever I'm going through things. I don't go to social media to express that. I don't think I'm that in tune with my following or just being on social media. I have friends who, you know, if they go through a breakup, first thing they want to do is go on social and explain that and express that. But for me, uh, I was just raised uh, to be a private person. So I don't, like, I don't even talk on my stories. Like, I, it's not instinctive for me to... Get my phone and look into the camera and just tell people what I'm doing that day, you know? Uh even when I do my stories, when I go to events, I you know I put music over the video clips. I try to create the story that really showcases what the or of the event was. I don't even do recaps in words or anything. Like it depends. If it touched me that much, I will do a write-up, but I, I just never talk. You know what I mean? Uh Yeah, I don't think I'm that in tune yet. So it's like with not showing that it's hard because I don't feel like the entire world is supposed to know what I'm going through. Obviously, if something happens in my life and I feel the need to share to help someone else, I would. But, you know, when other things happen, thankfully, I have a good support system that I can go to to help me, you know, move past those things. Or if I see other people going through things on social, I'm happy to, you know, send a message or give an advice. But I it's not instinctive for me to, you know, share those things on social. So I don't, which is where that comes in where people are like, Oh, but you have all this personality and you have this experience but people are not seeing that. Like, why are you just putting up this, you know, perfect life that does not exist. And it's like, it's not about me putting on this perfect life with everything I do. Even when I put captions in my photos, I'm not saying, Hey, here's what I'm doing today. And I decided to wear this today. Every aspect of what I do is educational. You know, I'm teaching people where to go shop for things or where to go if they need certain things. If you want to travel, here's where you should go. My platform is very that it's very, if you're going to do this thing, here's what the reference is. You know, um, it's very produced. It's very content created based, um, And it's not as personal. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, people understand that this is content creation. This is authentically me. But this is, I'm serving a need that people have. And that is what the focus is versus showcasing, here's me. And today I'm in a Rolls Royce because life is just great. And I'm going out to eat with my friends and I'm fabulous and great. That's not what it is at all. Um, It's educational it's teaching people what i try to put out is you know if i run a magazine this is what this would look like people come here to get information about these things that they need to go about their everyday lives uh and it's not personal at least not yet so my friends or the people around me don't necessarily get that you know Even when things happen in the news that they feel like I should speak on, it's like I don't, like I, it's just not instinctive for me to go on social to talk about it. However, if I was invited to CNN or BuzzFeed or something to discuss that, I would, you know? So it's just, yeah, it's very interesting. It's, I guess it's context. It's very interesting.
2: Right. Right, lifestyle. Exactly, exactly. Right
0: Thank you. I'm like, isn't that great to just sort of uncover layers to you know on a platform you present something and then on someone else's platform, you get to you know give insight to who you, it surprises people and it keeps an element of interest, I think.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. It's your highlight reel, right? Right. Right, right.
0: That's what everyone says about me.
2: Right. Experiences. Right. Right. Mm
1: Stick around for part two of this discussion to hear a Q&A with I.G. Okafor about his social media practices. This episode of Out of Line was produced by me, Caroline. All sound editing, engineering, and original music composition by Jaden Lee. And a big thank you to Cat Footwear for working with Out of Line this season.